So Luke 2, uh, verses 8 through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. We did a sermon series in 2018 uh, that was called The Bible Doesn't Tell Me So. Uh, and in that, we were trying to look at phrases that are commonly known uh, among uh, people of faith that, pe that they think are in the Bible, but actually they are not in the Bible. So for example, uh, some of you may have heard the phrase, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Uh, that's not in the Bible. Uh, some people uh, may think it is. Or uh, someone, uh, a well-meaning person might try to say, you know, everything happens for a reason. Also not in the Bible. So we had some of these that we uh, talked about in that sermon series. But I came across a new thing this week, and that was I came across a saying that I did not think was in the Bible, but it actually is in the Bible, and I found out it's misattributed. So as I was preparing the sermon for today, the saying that we often hear this time of the year is, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You may hear that a lot uh, over the next few weeks. And I kind of thought that that was by maybe some Irish poet who said that. And so I searched on the internet for it, and by golly, it's in Acts 20. And so Paul, the Apostle Paul, says this in Acts 20, 35. In all this, I have given you example that by such work we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus. For he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, you know what's kind of hilarious about that verse? At least according to the Gospels, Jesus never said that. So Paul is saying the, that the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I would have been hilarious if somebody there would have said, no, no, Paul, no, no. I don't think Jesus actually said that. And there would have been a, a disagreement ensued. Maybe Jesus did say it, so it's not recorded in the Gospels. But it's an interesting thing, this phrase, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now you might imagine why we would uh, live into that, because if you search the scriptures, and there's lots of databases, online databases, where you can do this, and you just pluck in the, number, the word give and see how many times it shows up in the scriptures, it shows up 1,731 times. The word give, in some form, shows up 1,731 times. Poor word receive. If you type in receive in that database, it pops up 332 times. 
So give, by a long shot, seems to be the winner in this. But I am here today to stick up for little receive and to say that sometimes, friends, sometimes it is okay to receive. Sometimes it's frankly necessary for us to receive in our own faith lives. So what do I mean by that? Well, we're in the sermon series that we've been talking about called A Weary World Rejoices, where we are hearkening this, the line from O Holy Night that talks about the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. And I think we could probably get 100% agreement on the fact that everyone feels at least a little weary for lots of different reasons. We're coming up on two years now of living in this pandemic, and there is a sense of weariness. So when we thought about this, we thought about that line, we thought, is it possible to have joy? Is it possible to rejoice in the midst of the weariness? And we hope that there is, and that's what we have been reflected on in this uh, sermon series. So let's take a look at this passage from Luke uh, that I read just a couple of minutes ago. Now, I've uh, preached on this passage many times over the years. I have now, uh, Advent actually is kind of the celebration of my uh, anniversary in the ministry. So now I've been in the ministry for 24 years. And so I have preached lots of Christmas Eve services on this passage in addition to other times as well. Many times I am often taken with the shepherds and especially how active these shepherds are. So first of all, the angel comes to the shepherds and they are at work. So they're already pretty active. And then when you read through the text, look at all of these very active phrases and verbs that we see here. So after they receive this message from the angel, the shepherds say to themselves, let us go now. And then the, the scripture tells us, they went with haste. When they saw this, they made known what had been told. And then it said they returned, they glorified, and they praised. The shepherds had no time to uh, dilly-dally. They were going to make sure that they told people immediately what they had seen and heard. And when I have preached this in the past, I have said, friends, be like the shepherds. Do not wait. With haste, go out and glorify God. Go out and tell others about this good news of great joy that you have experienced, and do it now. But when I read this passage, thinking about this sermon series and taking into consideration what everybody is feeling right now, and when I read that, let us go now, let us, they went with haste, I get kind of tired just reading it myself. This is a lot of activity that the shepherds are doing. And in the midst of everything that we are feeling right now, perhaps we need to look at this a little bit differently. Because this may not be what everybody all of us here today and everyone else, this may not be what we need to hear in this moment, especially with all of the struggles that so many are facing in lots of different ways. This past week, uh, Julia Jordan-Lake is a child therapist, as you texted me, just talked about wanted prayers for any child going through mental health struggles because that is so real. And then not long after getting that text from Julia, I saw an article, maybe you saw this too, this week, the US Surgeon General came out with a warning about the mental health of young people right now. He went on to say this, so one in three high school students reported persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness, which is a 40% increase from 2009 to 2019. 
suicide rates went up during that time by 57% among youth between ages of 10 and 24. And during the pandemic, not surprisingly, rates of anxiety and depression have increased. Not only is there weariness, but there's a mental health crisis right now. And so we need to think about not only how can we support those caregivers who are taking care of those youth, and maybe you know somebody who is struggling with that, with that yourselves, maybe even though you're not in that age category, you can relate to that, struggling with, living with anxiety and depression too, just weariness. And so the shepherd's saying, let's go now, and let's do it with haste, may not be necessarily what you need to hear so, thanks be to God for Mary. Mary, in this text, perhaps shows us a way that we can live into this news right now. Mary doesn't show up until at the very end, but verse 19 says this. But Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. When was the last time you treasured anything? When is the last time you pondered something? So the, the root word here of this, in the Greek, in this, in this word pondered really uh, means to interpret, to sit with, to really wrestle with and think about. So often we are like the shepherds, with haste, let us do it now. And we live with devices that just are calling to us. I was just reading this week about every time you take your thumb or whatever finger and hit that thing for a shot of dopamine. I mean, that's really happening. And so we get addicted to that. And how often do we really sit and treasure and ponder and reflect like Mary is? Maybe just a little prayer practice, if you are a praying type or even if it's praying before a meal or before you go to bed at night so often in our prayers, you know, we may clasp our hands or fold them like this. Perhaps this week, just a simple thing, like in your prayer posture, leave your hands open like this as a way of symbolizing that you, this week, are ready to receive. Saying to yourself, it is blessed to receive, too. One of the most powerful passages in the scripture comes from John 20, the resurrected Christ comes to the disciples and he says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And we are all in a place, we are all in a place where we need to receive that spirit. And so we open up our hands and I hope that we are able to do that, to actually receive that spirit when we are surrounded by a society that says, no, no, no time for that. Do, give, Go with haste, tell, share. But let us pause and treasure and ponder and receive. Because I do believe that even in the midst of this weariness, we can receive joy. God gives good things to us. And God can only give good things to us if we receive those things, if we slow down and ponder and treasure. One of my big inspirations for this uh, happened in another article this week, uh, week. I don't know if any of you saw this. I read this in uh, Block Club Chicago. It's also, it was also in the Chicago Tribune. It's about a woman named Alison Robicelli. 
So uh, Allison was on a flight. She lives in New Orleans, and she was on a flight from Palm Springs to New Orleans with a stop off in O'Hare. She had thought she had with her her favorite leather jacket. But when she got on the plane, and while she was flying to O'Hare, she realized that the jacket was gone. So while she was there at her layover at O'Hare, she frantically she reached out to TSA, trying to find it, and realized that it was back in Palm Springs. So she knew she hadn't, the jacket hadn't been stolen or permanently lost, but she realized she missed her connecting flight to New Orleans, which meant, so she was able to get another flight. So it was 7 p.m. one night. The next flight she, so which meant she was going to be at O'Hare for 12 straight hours overnight. If we think about all the different places in the world that kind of make us a little weary, airports have to be pretty close to the top. All of the things that we have to go through to get on the planes. And when I just think about, when I imagine what I would feel like, I have got 12 hours at O'Hare overnight, what am I gonna do? Weariness just comes on me. But Allison did not do that. She turned her next 12 hours into a Twitter thread that was pretty amazing. So the very first tweet that she put out was this. She said, I missed my connecting flight, so I have to stay overnight at O'Hare. And let me tell you guys, being practically alone in an airport is, and here she uses an expletive that I will leave out, is blanking amazing. All caps, lots of exclamation points. And then she went on to tweet 27 times to show people the adventures that she went on over the next 12 hours. I cannot imagine the kind of weariness that she must have had or felt. Instead, she knew there might be joy in being in an airport all by herself, essentially, for the next 12 hours. So here are some of the tweets that she uh, shared in that time. So this was the first one that she had. So you can see here, some of this may be familiar to you. So try to see some of these things with new eyes because some of these things may be familiar to you. So keep going, in. Did you know there's a free arcade at O'Hare? I didn't know that. And so here she was playing the free arcade. And let's go to the next one. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this. But she laid on the floor of the rotunda for 10 minutes, looking up and seeing the amazing beauty of this. Let's go to the next one. I don't know if you can read that. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? makeup of Sue. It says, this is what a dinosaur's butt looks like from the inside. <laughs> and then this was not on there. But then she went, this is what one looks like from the outside. So she like inside and outside, too. This one, of course, probably many of us have done that People Walker and uh, Rhapsody in Blue is playing. So I don't have this tweet uh, called up. But she, would, she took video. So she rode that walk and just showed herself. She spent 20 minutes doing this. She was the only one there. And just reading these tweets, she was just like overwhelmed with awe at being able to just move by yourself without walking and then seeing all of the lights and the music that were going on at the same time. That's the last one, or is there one more? Uh, and then this one, she decided in the middle of the airport, I don't have the video of this, she took off her shoes to see how far can I slide on this slick floor. And she was actually kind of disappointed she didn't slide farther. So these are some of the things, just a few of the things, that she did in the midst of this weariness. 
So Allison has been my hero this week. When I think about those moments when I feel overwhelmed, not just physically myself, but then reading all of the things that are going on in the world and feeling that sense of weariness. And then sometimes I am guilty of being like the shepherds and sensing like God is saying, you've got to go and do more. You've got to produce all of these things. And then I have to pause and say, just take a breath. I cannot receive what God is trying to give to me, joy and peace and love and grace, if my hands are clenched like this, like a runner, just going, going, going. Instead, stop and ponder and treasure like Mary. Open your hands and be ready to receive the goodness that God will give to all of us. Friends, yes, the scripture tells us it is more blessed to give than to receive, but can we just flip those verbs this week? It's okay to receive. In fact, I'd even call it blessed. May we do that in our own faith lives. Let's pray. Loving gracious God, we give you thanks that you are a good God, ready to give, ready to share all in your own life so that we can receive in our lives. Give us the courage, the ability to pause and get a sense of how you are working in our own world so that we can receive your love and your grace. And all this we pray in Jesus' name, amen.